You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. Amen. As always, let's just give that hand clap to the Lord tonight. He is the only one deserving. Hallelujah. I'm just so thankful for the Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Glory be unto your name, almighty God. Mm, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give honor to all of you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, I would just echo those same sentiments that Pastor shared uh, tonight about our family. I would echo that about the Calvary Church. We love and appreciate the Calvary Church so much, and we feel very honored uh, to be connected here. Uh, I know I have a root system here, but but your pastor has been so gracious to open the door and, uh, and allow our family to continue to minister here year after year, uh, and we love the Ellis family. We love this pastoral staff in this church, and I give you all honor tonight. Hallelujah. If you'd go in your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, and then we will go back to the book of Jeremiah chapter 18, we're going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. You have it, say amen. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let's go now to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18. And we are going to read verses 1 through 6. Hallelujah. Beginning with verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. Can we pray together tonight? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be in your house with your people. Lord, this is your church. This is your body. Lord, I pray right now that you would just anoint me to preach the word that you have laid upon my heart. Lord, release encouragement. Release strength. Release faith, release revelation in this house here tonight. Give us ears to hear 
what you are speaking to us in this hour. Lord, we love you. We give you thanksgiving for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you are about to do. Thank you, Lord, for every touch, every healing, every miracle, every word that has already been delivered over these last few days. And I pray tonight would be no different, God, but there would be a release of the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in this house. Lord, that you would pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. Lord, that those that are empty would be filled full and overflowing. Those that are weak would be strengthened. Lord, those that are discouraged would be encouraged. Those that need a word would receive clarity and direction. In the name of Jesus, release faith in this house tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. I want to preach to you with the help of the Lord tonight for the next few moments. Simply this, the potter's house, the potter's house. Would you be seated in the presence of the Lord? Thank you so much for standing. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter four and seven depicts to us so clearly that we are earthen vessels And the power that is in us is not of us, but it is of him. Mm, Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I think sometimes by Wednesday, by Thursday, by the middle of the week, I'm already starting to feel a little weary in my mind. After three days of being in the world and going into the workplace, many times by by this point in the week, you start to feel a residue of the world on your mind, on your spirit. And when you come in on a Wednesday night, you're already ready for another fresh touch from the Lord. Can anybody witness that? Anybody testify to that? Can I propose to you tonight that that is by divine design? Mm, Hallelujah. We are earthen vessels. You know what that means? That means we need Jesus. I can't do it without Jesus. You can't do it without Jesus. I I don't possess the strength, the power, or the virtue to make it through this life in and of myself. But he has made available to me a power that I was not born with, but I was born again into. And it is that power that replenishes me and replenishes you on a daily basis. It is the gift of the Holy Spirit. This earthen vessel was designed to need God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Let's go to that passage in Jeremiah about the potter's house. And I'm going to simply preach through this text for you tonight. It starts out by saying, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Woo, ha. I'm going to just stop right there and say if you need direction, if you need clarity, mm, hallelujah. I think too often we are way too quick to go to a committee of peers rather than to go to the Word of God. I'm telling you right now that if you need to hear from God, you came to the right place. You're sitting in the right atmosphere. God will give you a word when you need a word. 
Hallelujah. Verse 2. Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. Because we are earthen vessels, because we live in a world that is wicked, because we live in a world that has all but uh, completely rejected God and turned its back on God, there are effects that we deal with on a daily basis because we live in a fallen world. And it is walking through this life, it is easy for entanglements and encumbrances to find attachment points in our life. It is easy for paradigms and perspectives that are not of God to somehow permeate our thinking and, and find an attachment point in our life. And, and I think it is so profound in verse 2 uh, that when Jeremiah was in need of a word, when God was ready to give him a word, uh, he said, Jeremiah, arise. Mm. See, the weight of the world huh, will get you stagnant. It'll get you complacent. Huh? It'll get you wanting to stay in the place huh, that you are and not move forward. Huh? It's designed to take the fight out of you. Huh? It's designed to take the will out of you. Huh? It's designed to oppress. Huh? It's designed to depress. Huh? And the first thing that God says to Jeremiah huh, is get up. Huh? You can't just sit there. Huh? You can't just wallow. You can't just be complacent. You can't just be content to give up where you are. He said, when you need a word, Jeremiah, get up. Get up out of that bed. Get up off of that seat. Get up out of that situation. The first thing you got to do is stand up, Jeremiah. You've got to let the enemy know that this weight isn't going to hold you down. You've got to let heaven know that you still got something inside of you that there's still a power in your spirit that empowers you to get up. He said, arise and go. Arise and go. He said, get thee down to the potter's house. He said, Jeremiah, what you need, you ain't going to find it in your living room. What you need, oh, this is going, it's challenging me. You ain't going to find it at Starbucks. Hallelujah. I mean, you'll find a little bit of what you need there. Hallelujah. But you ain't going to find everything you need there. He said, get up and get thee down to the potter's. Mm. Have you ever noticed that when you're weary, mm, when things are going wrong, when there's a challenge, when you're in a valley, the last thing you want to do is go to church. The last thing you want to do is make the effort to get up, get dressed, and get to the house of God. And look, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, not only do I want you to get up, he said, but I want you to get to my house. Because the thing that you are battling right now, the word that you need to hear, you're not going to hear it in your current location or in your current position. You need to stand up and get down to the potter's house because in that atmosphere, in that venue, I can release a word to you that you need. Ah. 
Uh, I have noticed that when I, at times when I have need, this just happened to me at camp meeting. I was seeking God for a word about something. Had been for weeks. And the moment I stepped into that camp meeting service, all of a sudden a clarity came on my mind. And all these little pieces that I was trying to sort out suddenly made sense when I stepped into the potter's house. I'm telling you right now, there are some things that you cannot do on your own. I said, Jeremiah, get up and get down to the potter's house. Stop trying to filter what's happening through your human intellect. There's a spiritual element here, Jeremiah, that you can't get alone. You need a corporate faith. You need a collection of faith. You need to be part of the body. You need to get connected to what I'm doing in my house. And there you will hear the word of the Lord. I think of Samuel. He was an intern in the house of God. Woo! Boy, I tell you what. I just, I remember something just now. I remember our family, we used to live in this condo. And I had these neighbors across the street. They were good people. Good people, nice people. And I remember I was talking to them one day. And I'm like, man, are you guys Christians? You know, they acting like Christians. And, uh. They're like, yeah, I was like, where do you go to church? And I was like, oh, well, we don't go to church. I was like, oh, okay. You looking or you in between? What's the deal? Like, no, you, well, you know church is just full of hypocrites. I was like, okay. That's probably true. I'm like, well, so is the world. <laughs> okay. They said, you know, we're, we're good. We, uh, we feel like God speaks to us at home. Well, that's a good way to get all twisted up in your thinking. When God only speaks, does God speak to you at home? I'm sure he does. But he doesn't just speak at home. There are some words that you are only going to receive in the potter's house. There is some understanding. There is some ah, faith coming by preaching and preaching by the word of God. Hey, I think of the time that Philip came up on that Ethiopian eunuch reading the book of Isaiah. And he's saying, hey, Isaiah, he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I understand unless somebody teach me? Let me tell you, friend, there are some revelations you're not going to get by yourself. You got to get down to the potter's house. Mm. He said, arise, go, and hear. Ah. It was in the house of God that Samuel learned to discern the voice of God. And he had to have a man of God to teach him what the voice of God was 
in his life. Mm. You know why that's so important? Because not everything that tickles you emotionally is the voice of God. And if you don't have a man of God, if you're not in the house of God, there are some voices that are going to deceive you just because they moved you emotionally. Mm. Woo! Ha! Boy, I tell you, I got to stop right there. Some of y'all need to write that one down. Hallelujah. I need to write that one down. I need, to put, I need to put that in the notes. Amen. Verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house. Woo. Mm. He made the journey. Ha. Ah. Sometimes that's half the battle right there. Come on. I'm preaching to you, parents. Y'all said amen. That's the battle right there. Get the rugrats out of bed. Nobody wants to get up. They got up at 7 a.m. on Saturday for some reason. God only knows why. But, boy, I'm telling you, when it's church day, you can't get them out of bed. Woo. Went down to the, oh, my God, I'm preaching to myself. Hallelujah. Just give me a minute. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. He said, and I beheld. Woo. He saw something in the potter's house. That he could not see where he was. Ah! If the enemy knows, if he can keep you out of this place, he will paint a picture in your mind that your situation is hopeless, that there is no answer, there is no resource, there are no choices, there are no solutions. He'll paint a picture in your imagination that there is no possible way out of your dilemma and you're going to end up in disaster. But the Lord said, get up and come to my house. And Jeremiah walks in to the house of God. And he said, I beheld a work. He said, hey, I see a testimony over there that looks just like the situation that I'm going through. I didn't think I could be delivered. But I beheld that there were former addicts that were delivered. I didn't think God could meet the need. But I looked around and I beheld held a work and I saw people who had experienced miracles and prof- I didn't think I could be healed but I came to the potter's house and I beheld a work on the wheel I said there's somebody that's been healed there's somebody that's been delivered there's somebody that's been set free and my belief began to change because everything changed in the potter's house When you come to the potter's house, you're in an environment that dispels the lies that the enemy 
has been speaking in your ear. He does everything he can to keep you out of this place because he knows in here there is an indisputable evidence that he's still a healer, that he's still a provider, that he's still a miracle worker, that he still answers prayers, that he still hears the cries of his saints, that he still puts marriages back together, that he still brings the lost home, that he still saves those that need Your faith will change when you step into the potter's house. You know what faith is? Faith is what you believe. It's that simple. It's what you believe. And faith changes when you step in the potter's house. Ah. My wife ain't here tonight, but I'm going to give her honor. Because she helps me with this all the time. Right? I'm the evangelist. I'm the faith preacher. But God forbid a storm shows up in my life. I'm the first one that said, oh, dear God, it's all going to fall apart. And she's right there saying, do you hear what you just said? She said, what makes you believe that God doesn't have an answer? Ah, and sometimes it's her uh, dragging me to church uh, and I come through the doors uh, and all of a sudden uh, my faith shifts uh, from disbelief uh, to total belief Uh, all of a sudden my perspective changes uh, to impossible uh, to possible Uh, I didn't believe there was an answer before, but when I step in here, I believe that God can do anything, anytime, anywhere. Uh, uh, You will notice that the voice of the enemy in your life is much stronger outside the house than it is inside the house. Mm. Why do you think it's so hard to get somebody to come to church? Hello? I got a guy I've been trying to get to come to this church for a year. He texts me back. We correspond. But getting him to come here, why? Because every day the enemy's in his ear saying, hey, come on. Nothing's going to change. Your life's always going to stay a mess. There's no hope for the future. Mm. Because the enemy knows the day he walks through that door, and he will, the day he walks through that door, he's going to hear something different than what he's been hearing. He's going to see something different than what he's been seeing. He's going to feel something different than what he's been feeling. He's going to believe something different than what he's been believing. And belief is everything because these signs shall follow them that believe. When their faith changes, demonstration is released. And the vessel 
that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Woo. Mm. Ah. This is one of my favorite phrases in the Bible. Ah. Because God treasures and cherishes and holds what's broken. You ever cleaned out your basement before? Oh, scary. Right, you just, just call a dumpster before you even start. Right, because you're going to find a lot of stuff that's broken, stuff that's been discarded. Woo! Mm. It's exactly the lie that the enemy tells people all the time. Your life's too broken. You're too messed up. You've gone too far. There's no way that God could pick up the shattered pieces of your life and ever do anything with it. And if you can get them to come through the door, I'm going to tell you what they believe before they get here. They believe that when they walk in, what is broken will be on the floor. What's discarded and shattered will be put in the corner. But when they walk into the potter's house, they see something they did not expect. And ah, He's not holding the complete pieces. He's not holding the show pieces. But in his hand is the mark vessel. He said the ones that are broken, I'm not going to put them down. I'm not going to allow anybody to be careless with them. I'm going to keep them in my hand. I'm going to hold what is broken. The Bible says, and he made it again. You know what that means? That means he made it once before. Oh, come on. Oh, that should excite you. You need to hear this preacher tonight. There are backsliders that are going to walk through that door. And what they are going to find out is that there are other prodigals that have preceded them. And when they walk through the door, they're going to expect to find them on the back row in shame, sitting in the corner, neglected and rejected. But what they're going to find out is the potter is making them again. He's holding them in his hand. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our family was driving down Route 129 the other day. And I told my kids. I said, look right there. I said, you see those light poles? They said, yeah. I said, guess what? I said, I chopped down about five or six of those light poles one time. They just looked at me like, what? I said, yep. I said, that's right. Uh, my kids have heard me preach enough times now. They know there's a chapter of my life where I was not in church. See, God made me once. The potter did his work once. And then I walked away. And this world began to speak to me. This world began to seduce me. This world began to pull on me. And I was driving down Route 129, driving a rumpke recycling truck. And because I had been up all night, I fell asleep at the wheel. And I chopped down five or six of those light poles with that rumpke truck. 
The Lord was shaking me. Ah, he was arresting my attention. Ah. You know, even in that backslidden state, I still remember it like it was yesterday. I had fallen asleep, and when I woke up, I opened my eyes, and there was a light pole right in front of my truck. And the only thing I could say, the only thing I had time to say was Jesus. I just said, Jesus. Hey, something deep inside of me knew I need a power that I do not possess. If this earthen vessel is going to make it through this moment, I need God to step in. I'll never forget coming back into the church. It wasn't very long after that before I walked in. I thought I'd be shamed. I thought I'd be judged, but I wasn't judged. I was loved. I was received. I was cared for. I was nurtured. I discovered, hey, there's other ones in here that have been made again. And God immediately began to release the process of restoration and reconciliation into my life. He said, come on, let me hold you. I'm going to make you again. You haven't gone too far. You're not outside of my reach. I'm going to put you back together again. Ah, hallelujah. Ah. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of of Israel. He's talking to the church. He's saying, you are in my hand. Mm. Come with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Uh, hallelujah. We're going to begin reading with verse 24. And I'm almost finished. Coming to a close. Exodus chapter 20. Beginning with verse 24. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen in all places where I record my name. I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it out of hewn stone. For if thou wilt lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. He said, an altar of earth thou shalt make unto me. What do we know about earth? Well, if you've ever done any yard work, you'll discover that earth is heavy. And it's hard to move. 
It's hard enough to shovel, but you fill your wheelbarrow full of it. Then it's hard to move. He said, make me an altar of earth. He said, but if you're not movable, he said, if you're already past that point, and now you've turned into stone through the process of time. I don't have time to preach to you about how rocks are formed in the earth, but I will tell you the process of time and the changing of seasons has a way of hardening people over time. He says, if you're in that state, he said, make me an altar of uncut stone. He said, if you cut it, you'll pollute it. This right here dispels the lie that the enemy speaks to every person before they walk into the potter's house. The enemy says, before you can go to church, you got to get your life right. Before you can come back to church, you better clean up your act. Before you come back to church, there's some things that, that you had better change or they will not receive you. And the Lord says, no, it's the exact opposite. Hmm. It's not up to you to change it. Said, as a matter of fact, if you try to change it, you'll just pollute it. He said, I'm looking for an altar of uncut stone. He said, bring me the stone that's imperfect. Bring me the stone that doesn't make any sense. Bring me the stones that are not congruent, that are not stackable, that you can't build anything with. He said, bring me the uncut stone and let me be the one who changes it on my altar. Would you stand with me? I have one final scripture for you tonight. Let's go to the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Bring me that altar of earth. Bring me that uncut stone. What are you saying, Exodus? He said, everywhere I have recorded my name. Woo. He said, if you'll get up and come to the potter's house and repent of your sins. He said, you're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to record my name upon your life. He said, and I know that you can't make it on your own, so I'm going to give you a power that you did not have before. He said, I'm going to fill you with my spirit. He said, once you make me that altar of earth, make me that altar of stone, repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus. I will empower you to live a victorious life. I will put my spirit inside of you and your life will begin a transformation process day by day 
by day. I'll take you from truth to truth, line upon line, precept upon precept, victory to victory, and glory to glory. You just got to get up and come to the potter's house. I asked the Lord today, I had intended to preach something else to you tonight. But I just felt like the Lord wanted to close this revival with a word of encouragement, with an uplifting word of faith, so that you know when you are battling any day of the week, Honey, if you feel like you can barely pray, like you can barely get up, like the situation that you are in is disillusioning you, I'm telling you all you got to do is make it to the potter's house. When you can't even encourage yourself, just get here. God's got a word for you. Get here. God is going to replenish you. Just get here. God is going to strengthen you. I know you may have fallen. You may have messed up. Uh, some things may have just crumbled uh, in your life this week uh, but I'm telling you it's not a reason uh, to give up hope Uh, get down to the potter's house Uh, he's got a fresh word uh, for you Uh, here's what I think is so awesome (laughs) Jeremiah was living in a day before the Holy Ghost had been poured out. But now we're earthen vessels. And His Spirit dwells in us. So guess what? Now, you have become a part of the potter's house. You are an abiding place where his spirit lives in you every day. And he will strengthen you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will connect you and integrate you into the body of Christ. He will graft you into a place where you thought you could never belong. Everything you need is in the potter's house. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your word that has spoken to us tonight. Lord, for this message of hope, this message of salvation, Lord, that you have released into our spiritual systems here tonight. God, this word that we have heard. (laughs) I pray right now, Lord, that there would be a stirring in our spirit, that faith would arise in this atmosphere. Lord, to respond to the word that we have heard. Lord, I pray tonight that if there are those in this place, Lord, that have never been filled with the gift of your Holy Spirit, 
with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Lord, that they would have the faith to say, the boldness to step out tonight and say, God, I need that gift. I need you to fill me with your spirit before I leave here tonight. Lord, if there are those here tonight who have never been baptized in the precious only saving name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray they would have the faith to make that decision. Lord, to go down in the waters of baptism tonight and have your name recorded upon their life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to open these altars right now. I'm going to invite you to begin to make your way down to the front. I know we have one that's already scheduled to be baptized. But if you're in this place and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, we have water, we have robes, we have towels, we have changing rooms, we have everything that you need. And we can baptize you before you leave here tonight in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. If you have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, uh, I got news for you tonight. Let me just teach you something. If you were baptized that way, you were baptized in three titles. But what is the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost? Because all these three are one. His name is Jesus. When you are baptized in the water, you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that when you are baptized in Jesus' name, when you have repented of your sins, that you shall, that's the promise, you shall, you will receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How do I know I've received the Holy Ghost? I, I feel God. I've been moved emotionally tonight. Something has been stirred inside of me. I can tell you that very same thing happened in the book of Acts. The Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. What's that mean? It means they were moved emotionally. Something stirred them. But just because you've been stirred emotionally does not mean you have yet received that gift. Because in the Word of God, it clearly depicts to us that every single time somebody received the gift of the Holy Spirit, they knew it because there was an evidence. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If you have never received that gift, if you have never spoken with other tongues as the Spirit gave you the utterance, I want to invite you to come down to the front tonight. We want to pray for you, and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost before you leave here tonight. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands all across this room right now and just begin to magnify God, begin to worship the Lord? Come on, doesn't it feel good in the potter's house? Doesn't it feel good in the potter's house tonight? Jesus, we love you. Oh, we feel your love. We feel your mercy. We feel your comfort in this place. Lord, release faith in this atmosphere. Faith to respond. Faith to step out. Faith to repent. Faith to make a move towards you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I need to be baptized in the Spirit tonight. I need to be filled. I need to be refilled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need to hear your voice in the potter's house. Ah, I need your strength and your virtue. Hallelujah.
This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.